Welcome to Jump Crouch, everybody. Uh, Oren, who do we have with us today? We have a YouTuber extraordinaire, Zach Frazier. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, su- I'm super excited to have you because uh, your stuff is awesome. Kevin, how's it going? Good. I'm well. Kind of like post-packing right now. I feel a little, a little bit like, you know, I got some exercise, which I haven't had for a long time. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, seven to eight months since since COVID landed. So, yeah. It's, uh, I think a year at this been point. Been that long? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, we're, not, we're all in a time warp. But uh, you got to get yeah. the exercise. <laughs> got to get out, go for a walk. Or you could do squ- air squats, I mean, I get a kettlebell. Let's not get ahead of We just got a rower, yeah. so I'm going to start listening to audiobooks and rowing. It's going to be amazing. Nice. That could be cool. But yeah, right, I'm, So I'm you're in an empty place? Like your place is just besides computer? Um, there is... I have some boxes that are here as well. Okay. Um, so it's right, not empty. Right. There is some objects, but yeah, it's mostly... I have my computer set up still, and that's gonna be the last day. I have to work still and have internets, and so. Yeah. How does it feel? It feels good. It feels uh, like it's a new chapter in my story book mm-hmm. that's going to be opened, and I'm happy about that. That's <laughs> exciting. Um, it'll be spacious. I like that. I like. I've never like you know. I've never got to organize a house with furniture outside of The Sims. So this will be an exciting new <laughs> venture in real life. I'll be, be like, I actually get to like do my own, you know, furniture rotations and stuff. So that'll be yeah. cool. I'm excited. Yeah. And by you the can way, do it on diagonals too. Sorry. Mm. Continue. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's taking couch wrecks, by the way. So uh, tweet those at us. Um, Definitely. You want like a big lazy boy, right? That you can just kind of melt into. Yeah, like one of those big. I was looking for one of those like big '90s couches with like the floral print, like the big, just squishy. <laughs> floral everything print. Is, everything is just <laughs> very. Uh, I mean, yes, that's the, all the '90s couches have the big floral prints. That's just the style of those '90s couches. Think of everything's very small and small and kind of. Yeah. Solid. Mid-century modern. These days, it's not very comfortable yeah. looking. So I'm I'm having trouble finding furniture that I want, but I'll, I'll keep looking. So, Zach, um, I've been following your channel for a while. Um, you actually brought me on as a guest a few years ago, which I'm super grateful for, which was amazing because we did the podcast when I was in Mexico with terrible internet. And so mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you really happy and grateful that you did that. But um, I, I've been following your channel for a while, ever since you did that Magic Mike video, which went viral, and then seeing you... Um, make all these relationships with all these YouTubers and then kind of find your voice. And then you released this Batman the Animated Series video a few months ago, which I thought was amazing. As just watching your channel grow has been really something. And I just got to ask, how has that journey been for you for the past four or five years? I mean, I guess on my and I mean, a I don't I don't upload too often, obviously. Um, so it's not like I've been like cranking away or whatever. It's just sort of it's like a like a hobby, I guess, that I'm just you know I get to have fun with and like like so the Batman video. It was like it was a friend and I. We had started watching the show and I was just like, yeah, I'm not really into this. And it was one of his favorite shows. He was like, what the hell? So I was like, let's watch it through. And then we got talking about it and I was like, let's watch the entire series and like make a video and like, you know, think of 
the writing together basically like it was sort of a collab like wholly collaborative um you know uh exercise i guess and that's kind of what i like to do obviously i like the interviews you know um and yeah just making friends i mean like shrek fest was like an important thing i don't know if y'all know about shrek fest but um in madison wisconsin there's a festival there about shrek and me and two other youtubers uh lamb hoot and uh mml commentaries we you know met up there and that sort of you know grew more stuff grew out of there meeting new people and you know um talking with them so that's kind of what it's just been about so far is just kind of making collaborative things and hanging out with people um nice. uh, it's, it's kind of amazing how uh when i watch your videos because you said that you don't really upload frequently and uh i just gotta say i feel like you treat each of your videos kind of like a short film in a way like when i watch the batman the animated series it, it feels like a full production you do a lot of um on-set filming where you're on camera um, with the magic mic video, you had this amazing intro where you had like a bunch of men together kind of like dancing, uh, in like a car parking lot. And, uh, I, I just mm -hmm. think, I just think that kind of full scale production is just really, it really separates your videos in a way. And, um, watching, rewatching your Batman, the animated series video, just to kind of paint a picture, uh, you made a video criticizing one of my favorite childhood tv shows growing up and i still love as an adult but watching it now and then watching your video i'm kind of thinking to myself you know what he he might be right i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of torn on on that and i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering like what is just for uh people listening what is kind of your main takeaway from batman the animated series in terms of like why it didn't resonate as much as it usually does in pulp, pop culture with me specifically yeah yeah um because i have my own thoughts on your own video but on your video but i want to kind of hear like what you kind of think summarized um i mean like uh mm. so what i this is something that i kind of wish i would have added after the fact like so one of my favorite shows is cowboy bebop yeah and that show like i don't think that show is really like i don't know how to put it but like i guess textually deep like there's not a lot of stuff going on but like it feels like emotionally deep and i also just really appreciate its aesthetics and like how it's directed and like a lot of these formalistic things and i think really why batman like you know batman didn't need to be deep it was a kid's show and i think you can still love it and like i don't you know i i respect everyone who loves it even if it doesn't have a lot to say and but it just doesn't personally interest me enough because i don't vibe with it aesthetically or like you know what i mean formalistically i guess um so that's kind of like the basis like the the basic reason why i didn't really vibe with it and then i also part of the video is seeing people treat it so reverently in terms of like what it has to say and i was like i don't i don't think it has to say that you know what i mean it's like it's not that you know it's not a treatise on anything it's still like a kid's show but like if you really like how they tell stories 
then like that's that's totally cool and i mean watching like certain anime recently i was like trying to watch like my hero academia for example hopefully none of y'all are fans uh or if you are i'm sorry <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm not that big on that show and it's like i feel like they could learn something from a batman or whatever in like terms of like just not like bashing a story over your head um so i think there's stuff to glean from it i don't think it's like wholly bad but i just was like it was just weird to see how people reacted to the show you know mm. like adults now yeah it was but you watched it recently right like in the last year or two yeah so the process of watching it because like it was me and like i don't know if y'all if yeah it was me and my friend watching it and um we would watch like two or three episodes a night and then like sometimes we'd you know miss a night or whatever so it took like a year or two just to watch the show um so that was like 2018 we started and then mm-hmm. like 2020 i finished mm. um so yeah it's mm. kind of uh something that really stood out in your video that kind of well first of all two things stood out one it is kind of hilarious seeing like ign with brian altano and you just see all of these guys going like oh batman the animated series like oh, it's the best thing ever and it kind of made me think about myself in a way because I'm kind of that guy too just like hanging (laughs) on to my childhood in such a way where it's like oh I can't really it's like untouchable and Mm -hmm. but then like watching your video and uh kind of thinking about um for um for me personally my politics have changed a lot as I've gotten older and yeah watching your video like i just love that part where you're talking about the riddler episode for example and the title of the episode is um if you're so smart then why aren't you rich and then you said um oh my gosh this might be the episode is are they going to critique capitalism is there going to be an animated show that critiques capitalism and then it totally doesn't do it (laughs) and i think that's so fascinating i mean like they do it's just so like it's so, you know, base level. It's right. like greedy people are bad, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's not, that's a lot of kids media, but like, yeah, it's not deeper than anything else. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I feel like it should. I mean, there's like things that I have. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I, w- I was just going to, I was just going to say that like, considering that a lot of people consider it like this adult entertainment, even though it's for children, I feel like it should be considered a little bit, I guess, but where um you know you know what i mean because it's like people hold this thing on a holy grail and then it kind of whiffs when it tries to say anything uh it's kind mm. of frustrating in a way isn't that all popular entertainment though i mean i can think of very <laughs> yeah. few pieces of popular entertainment that say anything particularly in turn like the wire is like one example i can think of that has that makes a really substantive argument about society that or a bunch of them like i, I don't know I think there's lots of like psychological learning to be had, but like structural critiques are pretty rare or in, in media, at least TV, mm-hmm. pop media. Yeah, yeah. What drove me crazy is seeing on Twitter people saying that WandaVision is Lynchian. It's like inspired by <laughs> David Lynch, and I'm like, come on, guys! It's it's WandaVision. It's a Marvel show. What is WandaVision? You don't know what WandaVision is? It's like the new no. MCU no. show. Come on, man. Come oh, keep up. Come, Come on, I, I think keep up with the kids, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, I don't think, you know, I don't think Batman even does the psychological stuff that 
deeply either. Like, yeah, I know a lot, like, especially all of our popular media is created by like a capitalistic machine. So like, it's not going to destroy itself. Um, but Batman doesn't even do what those shows also are good at, you know, hmm. like, personally, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to shit on the show too much. There's a video y'all can, <laughs> y'all can look at that, but yeah. But that Mark Hamill, right? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I remember about it is Mark Hamill's Joker. It was fun. I don't. Yeah, I, that it's a good performance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it is. It's just yeah. So every every video that you watch, like if you so, that's also something like, a lot of the videos about the show are like very similar, and that was kind of I have this like montage at the beginning where I wanted to like show all these people talking about it and saying the exact same things. Like everyone talks about the Mark Hamill and uh, Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Who's <laughs> wait, wait, are you talking? Are you talking about Kevin Conroy? Bruce Campbell is Batman. Bruce Wayne's Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Why did yeah. I say Kevin well, Conroy? Yeah, I was yeah. like Bruce Campbell was in that show. Mm. I don't even Bruce... know that. Oh, shit, I gotta watch <laughs> it now. Bruce Campbell, I gotta watch it. Was yeah. <laughs> he did a really good performance. That would be interesting, actually. Uh, no, yeah, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, everyone brings that up, and like everyone, yeah, brings up the Mister Freeze episode. That like, hmm. if you're talking about Batman, you're bringing up that episode. And uh, man, I don't even remember that. I do. I what? do. Oh, I haven't seen Mr. that show in so long. Yeah. Oh, I just okay. remember Mark Hamill. I remember kill the Captain Clown. I remember thinking Clayface was creepy as a kid, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. the show is just dripping with atmosphere for a kids' show. I remember that, but I, I don't remember like mm, anything yes. about the premise of the episodes or the writing. It's been so long. I always right. liked it, but I don't have like a. I don't have it on a pedestal, I guess, personally. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I don't know. Pretty basic. Yeah, I mean, it was like, <laughs> especially as a kid, like, what else was there? You know, what I mean? that was like yeah. that. Like, I, you know, I realized like why it was so so tantalizing to, you know, us '90s kids or yeah. I guess early 2000s kids who saw the reruns. Especially when you compare it to like, you know, Hanna Barbera Justice League Batman. It's just a sure. tone. Sure. Yeah. So probably yeah, exactly. that people latched onto as well. So yeah. I think, yeah, it was set a precedent in terms of tone and aesthetics for its time, which is what I think made it so popular. I never actually watched an episode of it, so I can't comment really? on the actual show. Hmm. Um, there's like, I, yeah, there's like a list of episodes that are like worth seeing that are like well animated because you know in the '90s sometimes there's like send this one to Korea. This one's not gonna we're not gonna hand craft mm-hmm. this one. This filler. one's gonna be the the filler. Uh, but the, it's a B team. But episode. the well animated ones are definitely worth seeing. The B, yeah, exactly. The B team, yeah. You know, it's a great children's show. Uh, the Powerpuff hmm. Girls. It's a great show. It's so is funny. It? No, no, it actually is hilarious. I just thought I'd throw that <laughs> out there. So I remember watching that. Yeah. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Um, so Zach, can I ask you a question? Uh, what do you think no. of like the scene in like uh, like 2021 YouTube uh, video essayists? Like, h- how do you find it? Um, <laughs> um, let me. I I don't know. Speak judiciously, I guess. But <clears throat> yeah, don't name names. This is but, hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, it's just. I, I'm realizing that p- 
people are making videos or rather I'm not the audience for who people make videos for anymore like I'm I'm like into making them mm -hmm. at this point and I've seen so many videos that like people are sort of repeating simple concepts or like some you, you know that I don't know. I don't know how to how to say it. Like, yeah, without being a dick. <laughs> but I mean, I, I've just, just I've seen a lot of this stuff. I guess. Yeah, it feels like. Um, or people have formulas, and I've got like like a like a Jim Sterling, for example. I think that's mm. an uncontroversial take. Like, I I used to watch them, you know, every Monday back in like 2016, 2015. Yeah. But mm -hmm. once you've seen like 28 videos about you know R5, the but, micro yeah. right yeah microtransactions and stuff it's like i'm good mm -hmm. like i know it's like a lot of people have like given you the tool sets to like view things and see things and like you kind of don't need to watch them like another example i know this isn't wholly related but like the needle drop i don't know if y'all mm. watch him but like i feel like i don't really need to watch his videos i can just like see that he liked a thing and i'm like okay now i know generally what it's gonna be like and like why i might like it so i'm gonna check it out you know um it's kind of a binary thumbs up thumbs down did the needle drop like the newest death spell omega album? <laughs> um yeah right like i mean or i don't need to like know the nuance i'm just gonna listen to it myself and like figure it out and this is kind of unrelated to the video essay thing but mm -hmm. i guess like i just a lot of this stuff i know and i'm it's it's not novel anymore that's right. kind of the big takeaway you know back in 2016 2017 you got like h bomber guy blowing up you've got mm. it was like this heyday almost and all of it was new and exciting but now i'm i'm a little jaded i guess is no i, I feel you there's definitely like a lot of copycats and a lot of people doing this kind of like false like oh this is so profound like and they're mm -hmm. saying a very simple thing um i don't know like how do you stay motivated to find new ideas that aren't like well tread <laughs> yeah that's a good question that I'm that I'm like dealing with right now. Uh, um, us too. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 hard, especially because there is so much stuff, and it feels like everything's been sort of tread or like you got to go really obscure, or I don't know. I mean, y'all just linked Jacob's YouTube channel in the Discord chat right there. I'm just looking at it right now, and like Jacob's found a good way to like figure out how to synthesize different ideas from you know all these disparate pieces of media and it's almost yeah. like i'm like you know i've i've done voice voices in his videos and i've you know hung out with them and stuff and it's like i'm like damn i can't i can't do that like no he's you incredible. know like he's really good yeah and he's just always you know just finding all of these different it's it's like he like reads all the time and like he's a media soak mm -hmm. somehow he has the time to do that and uh <laughs> and then make all these connections it's like motherfucker sorry if i shouldn't swear no um, you're fine aaron swears yeah, like no, a sailor apparently i swear all the time <laughs> he, he's I get a lot dropping f-bombs every other word very common sorry people yeah. i've i've i don't mean to fucking swear but he doesn't even realize <laughs> it. That's, that's i don't i don't mean it i don't know I, I have a dirty mouth so yeah swear all you like uh okay, thank you yeah, I, I wonder I if 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 
like I just think of like bands like I think a lot of interviews with like bands that I like people ask them they're like well how do you stay fresh how do you stay different from all the other bands and they're like we don't listen to other bands we just do what we're doing and I'm like that's mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. the best approach like don't pay attention to what like if someone else has done it or it's also like this like South Park joke they're like Simpsons did it like Simpsons mm-hmm. has done everything that we've ever wanted to do so let's just do what we want to mm-hmm. do anyways and, like I guess I understand that position when writing something right like I just like try and go your own way and don't worry about what everyone else is doing I get like I guess I guess it's easiest to say that and then <laughs> actually right. making that happen might be harder. <laughs> but yeah, and I think bands listen to other bands. Obviously, I mean, a lot of them like <laughs> uh, the bands that I like. They like they always ask them like, well, "What do you think of this band? It's their contemporary band. It sounds like them." They'll be like, right. "I don't, I haven't heard them." Like, really? Yeah, you got someone like Michael Ackerfeld who's like, "I only listen to music from the seventies. I make I make death metal right. only, only music from the seventies." Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel you. Like like I think the better idea or, or like kind of what. to Attach on to what you're saying is like have a the better idea diet than just the thing that you're doing. Yeah, is like mm-hmm. and that's what Jacob Geller does is really well. Is he's reading books about all sorts of stuff and watching interesting movies and just like bringing it all together. He's not just watching other video essayists on YouTube and saying, "Well, here's what Mark Brown said." <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's and I mean, as someone who like has an academic background, it's hard to just like try and do my own thing and like. It, if if I, I want to like research and see what other people have said and that's kind of maybe a bad thing but I don't know I, I like the idea of like creating a dialogue and you know m- making discourse happen like I don't know um, that's I'd like to see that more from people and like there are examples um, I don't know if y'all watch Aaron Signal but his video on Fortnite uh, was a really good example of that he talked mm. about like Dan Olson's video and then this other written article and like kind of built upon that. And it's like, I'd like to try and do stuff like that, or at least make it transparent that I'm, you know, taking from other people and building upon it, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously that's different than what Jacob's doing with like different pieces of media and sort of finding links between them. But um, yeah, you know, we don't all have to copy what he's doing. He's, he's got his lane and he can stick to it and we can figure out, how to do it ourselves but it's 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 not easy it's not easy no and also oh sorry Uh, just just having this pressure i guess from my past and being like i need to do another like dancing on at the parking garage with people shirtless like I, i don't know i feel like this need to like up the ante and i'm afraid that i can't live up to that especially now when i can't see people uh harder to get you know actors to be half naked. <laughs> just gotta get creep. on a Zoom. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's I guess you, you, you could do like the first magic mic, but just like Zoom shirtless, and that will be like the mm. first. Because you know Steven Soderbergh, like he's a little bit more basic than whoever was directing the second magic mic. So you could just kind of make it like mm-hmm. Zoom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna wait, or I'll just do it myself. I'll just be, I'll just edit like five versions of me into the same shot. I could get a green screen, I guess. That actually sounds awesome. Yeah, do like a <laughs> contrapoints kind of thing, but like make it more crazy. Exactly. Do some data moshing and stuff. Contrapoints just came out with a new video too. It was really good. It was good. I watched the whole video. Yeah. Oh, I have to watch that. It's been like forever since she put out a video. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I forget yeah. what was the last one even like voting or something yeah it's been a moment yes it's been a moment <laughs> i think it was voting 
It was but, funny though. The new hundred points makes me laugh every time. It's oh, so for funny. sure. I, I love the Jordan Peterson video the most. That video is just. <laughs> I just like, watched that again so yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a lot of like yeah. lobster cult people, so like when I mm. when I watched really? when, uh, believe it or not, like through my extended family. <laughs> so when I when I watch that video, it just reminds me of them. But anyway. <laughs> um. But yeah, kind of uh, going back to what you were saying about watching other content creators, sometimes uh, like the content creator that I kind of go back to is Every Frame of Painting, where I'll watch mm-hmm. wa- I'll watch their videos and two things com- come to mind. One is I'll, I'll be like, wow, they can make a connection so simple, uh, simply and so concisely and it will make me realize that I'm kind of, my argument's too comp- complicated and I'll just watch their videos, and I'm just like, oh, I can. How can I make these visual connections so concretely and concisely? But the other thing that comes to mind, which is kind of what you brought up, is um, or has been kind of circulating in this conversation, is just like this idea that um, should YouTubers be creating content constantly if it's going to be kind of the same video? Because Jim Sterling has remade the same video hundreds of times and it can be kind of <laughs> angry joe has made the same video hundreds of times but um like yeah. every frame of painting every single video feels totally different and they just decided to end it when it was done because yeah. they were like we feel like we said what we had to say with 28 videos and we're gonna end it and uh, like another example is uh, fiona apple she hasn't made an album in years and she just came out with a new album. And sometimes I wonder if part of the creative process is, is having giant lulls where you're kind of collecting information, you're consuming, you're not producing all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've just been thinking about this a lot because I just think there is this pressure to create and create and create, but I don't know if it has to be that way. Hmm. I think to make a livelihood, it sort of does, unless you're lucky, like a, a ContraPoints or an H-Bomber guy sure. whose Patreons are so massive that right. they can afford to to do that, um, and their patrons are cool with it. But, yeah, I don't know. Everyone, in, in order to get the views, in order to, you know, keep getting the subscribers to get the Patreons, you got to just keep doing it month by month and, and grinding it out, and it's... It's, I guess, as someone who obviously has, doesn't make videos very quickly, it's very, like, a little demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to... Uh, I'm playing the medium, uh, which we'll talk about soon, but um, I'm playing the medium to review it, like, to make a smaller video about it and just kind of see if I can make a video quickly. And I know that's kind of going against the ethos that I've apparently created up till this point but i don't know like i it just i want to make more stuff and be more consistent and i guess i'd also like to have bigger passion projects in between but maybe just you know make some small and easy and i'm getting ideas for it i have this idea of like for the medium video specifically having like two of me doing something simultaneous me one of me naked one of me in clothes like in the different worlds one playing the medium one playing silent hill so it's like ah they're the same um so you know i'm hopefully that 
inspires creativity uh doesn't just you know make me make cookie cutter stuff but we will see how that uh goes <laughs> so you've been playing the medium i guess we might as well just start talking about <laughs> what we've been playing yeah yeah what do you think Video of games. it oh, man. you're gonna do a review of it yeah um i'd like to do a review um i i hear the ending have you finished it um i could i couldn't finish it and so i haven't played yeah. it so no uh no plot spoilers and little gameplay spoilers por favor okay so you want to play this? i want to play it so no plot okay. and he he minimal gameplay spoilers gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I'll, I'll, um, ju- I'll just say that my enthusiasm was through the roof in the first hour or two and by the time mm-hmm. i got to the fifth hour i was like i'm done i can't play this hmm. anymore um <laughs> i don't know if you feel the same way zach or if you're more positive if you're higher on it than i am i i i'm pretty mid on it um mm. i hear the end is not good mm. um i won't say anything about mm. that but it's it yeah it's it's not what it's it's not what its obvious influences are and like I don't know if I should hold it up to the standards of like a Silent Hill, but yeah, it's just it's a little disappointing. And also, it's got like it's got that weird thing where like it looks really like the the assets are really nice, but I feel like the animation is kind of like a little little butt not butt but a little poopy. So it's it's, Euro, it's game, a Euro right? game, right? It's got the, exactly, the stalker exactly. issue. Euro jank. Like, stalker has great graphics and great effects, but the characters walk like weird stickmen. I what is that? Why is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, that's and that bugs me. It's I think budgets. I prefer animation. I feel like over... high quality animation is like the hardest thing to get right. That's yeah, why it I, is. Like you play those games that like those action games that have the incredible animations and the hitboxes are all dialed in. It's like whoa, this is right. Like a DMC five or yeah, something. like a Japanese game. That, 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 that right. game's my shit. DMC five. I need to get back mm-hmm. on that train. But uh, right. I know what you're saying, Zach. I was like, and I'll say this as non-spoilerly spoilery as possible, but um, mm. I guess it is because I was holding it to that Silent Hill standard because I was expecting that X factor that those early Silent Hill games have where there's just so much random surreal stuff happening that's just not explained. Like in Silent Hill 2 I always love the part where you just walk into that abandoned building and there's this giant writing on the wall that says there used to be a hole here it's gone now and it's just like Mm -hmm. it's just never explained and I was really Mm -hmm. excited to see stuff like that in the medium but there's just nothing intriguing in that way Um, do you think hmm. does it have at least like if you took out its influences you know the Resident Evil and Silent Hills is it is it at least feel like it has a good atmosphere it, the world respects itself consistent characterization good environments does it have anything like that or are those elements all not great either uh i think it's just it's just missing something uh i don't know what it is it's kind of like it's kind of like eating a cookie and it looks really like you know uh tasty on the outside and it's kind of crunchy initially, but then when you eat it, it feels gooey and undercooked. It's just there's there's this fe- feeling of it's just not quite there. It's something with the gameplay loop just doesn't have enough going for it. The mm-hmm. atmosphere doesn't have enough going for it. The story just doesn't have enough going for it. Everything just kind of feels 
Like it's so just, just not, pretty graphics and then a shallow experience. Yeah, maybe. and yeah. the game the game has a lot of puzzle solving, and none of the puzzles were particularly interesting, in my opinion. I, I don't know. What do you think, Zach? I I think, and I wrote this down um, after my first play session. I was like, the hardest part of the game is figuring out where to go because of the fixed cameras more than the puzzles are difficult. Hmm. Um, like sometimes they just like hide a route for you. Like like you can't see a doorway because like the camera is like far away and like it's blocked by something. Like that's the most difficult part is just like seeing things and the conveyance is like not very good. Hmm. So that's uh, yeah, and the and the puzzles aren't great. Sorry, spoilers. There are puzzlers. There are puzzles rather. You're, you're gonna <laughs> okay. you're, you're gonna hate this, Kevin. But it has the naughty dog thing where the yellow. Well, where the characters talk through the <laughs> solutions, uh, where they're yeah. like, ah, I feel like this object oh, yeah. should go over here. <laughs> yeah, and it's like very, like, you have to, there's like one puzzle specifically where you have to follow that. Like, you can't just like figure it out yourself. You have to like go to a linear part puzzle. one, part two. Yeah, like very like, linear puzzle. Uh, hmm. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm gonna definitely just Game Pass, and I have a two-week voucher for Game Pass that came with yeah, my controller, so I could just try oh. it and see how badly it runs on my computer. Mm. Oh my god, oh, yeah. that's another thing. Oh man, you play the PC I, version? Yeah. So okay. as y'all know, I have the 3080, right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I tr- I tried playing it at 4K, and like every transition from like a scene was just like the frame rate tanked like it could not run at 4k Mm -hmm. um and i'm like should i not be expecting my machine to run that is that like too much like to expect i don't think so um at at 2k it's fine Mm. but once i got to 4k it was just like i was just sitting there and it was like one frame a second it was ridiculous Hmm. yeah i mean i I don't know if you all expect to run it at that yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like pop in and um I'm playing on like a fast SSD too and it's I'm surprised how slow the, you know, like level and like asset streaming is. Yeah, I heard um, the texture streaming was really bad. Apparently it's like an unreal engine yeah. issue that they need to code in. Like it doesn't matter how oh. fast cuz like this is on consoles which have, you know, better SSDs than what's in PCs right, right now and that's still NVMe. Still right. problem there too. So, you know, I've got I've got like a I've got an M2 uh PCIe 4, so that's like 4000 uh megabytes per second and it's mm-hmm. still yeah, it's like it's, it's blah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's on them. Um hopefully, I mean, it's day 1 that I was playing it. So, I'm sure it'll be better for other people in the future, but for now. Uh, I will Bummer. I will say to be positive about the game, I do like what this game represents which is kind of like a return to the six to eight hour horror experience, mm-hmm. which we, we've seen. But um, I think that's, such, that's that's what makes Game Pass so great is that these kind of games can have a platform now and people aren't going to be yeah. feeling robbed of like $60 or something. Like I'd love to see right. that return to... Because Silent Hill 2 is like a six, seven hour game and I miss that. I miss those short 
horror experiences. Um, I also really like fixed camera angle horror games. There's something about that that is extra creepy to me. And it also, when you're fighting monsters and getting attacked, it feels like you're watching like a movie like scene take place hmm. because of the fixed perspective and it i don't know i think it really made you feel helpless at times which i really liked um i don't prefer first person horror games even though i think amnesia is an amazing game i don't like that shift personally alien isolation hmm. alien isolation is a great game too but i don't <laughs> like that shift in this you know maybe i'm just like an old school purist i don't know but i just yeah I, like even re7 like i think would have been better if it was a fixed camera angle someone actually recently modded re7 to be fixed camera angle and i was like it really? looks it looks incredible like it looks like oh. the game was designed like they, they uh, the modder obviously spent some time on their hmm. composition for each you know frame and transition because yeah. it looks like you know the original game like that is it, so that's much what, work oh yeah and the character is not fully completely animated so his torso shifts in kind of weird ways with his legs <laughs> which is mm-hmm. funny huh. but um Man, if Capcom had developed that into the game, that would have just been incredible. I hope. I wish they would do it with with Resident Evil Eight Village. Hmm. I wish that would. Be. I, sounds like that's not the direction they're going. I mean, no. that does raise the question: <laughs> How much does this bring back, uh, like old the old style? I I actually never played Silent Hill too, but I like either. I was looking at this as kind of a Resident Evil, early Resident Evil style game to some extent. Does it bring that back? That's less of an action no. focus and much more of. No, oh. no, not at all. Like, okay. <laughs> not to. I don't. I don't know. This seems a little gameplay spoilery, but it's like it doesn't have the same level puzzle box feel. It's like it's straight ahead. You're just going, and like oh, that's okay. what like Resident Evil One, Metroidvania. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the old right. Games. Exactly. Those sorts of elements aren't there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that is a shame. Yeah, but the Red- that's also part of what I like got Resident Evil. Yeah. It's like you go back to an environment and like things have changed or monsters have changed, so you like it's, it feels uns- right. like, un- unsure again, but you're familiar and. That was like a really good horror element of the original games that, that I agree. Like linear game where you just go forward is kind of not maybe the same. I don't know. I'm still going to play it. <laughs> no, not at all. It doesn't yeah. sound yeah, like yeah, maybe it's sure. what, I, what I wanted it to be. Because I I'm, I'm was excited about this game. I remember when they announced it. I was like, ooh, like maybe this, this team will make something. Because it seems like they've always made kind of clunkier horror games. But they were like fun. But they were a little funny and silly. Like bad, but they were still good. Right? Like, they were like good, bad <laughs> from before. From what I understood, mm-hmm. I haven't played Layers of Fear, but that's what I've heard about it. Yeah, it's like but the I ultimate good-bad horror game. It is, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, it's worth playing if you can get it for cheap, I've heard. And like, I would like to still try it, but I was hoping maybe they would get this for this game. But maybe not perfectly. No. Uh, sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Do a Do you guys have any more of the medium? Or are um, we... I guess just the one thing is like... Uh, there's this good video by Bob's Vids. I don't know if y'all have watched him. Uh, he talked about CinemaSins uh, before. That was kind of his big breakout videos. But he talked about Bloober Team and how they sort of uh, steal a lot of things. <laughs> hmm. um, it's it's a good video uh, talking about how Layers of Fear is like PT, basically. Um, and their Layers of Fear 2 is just like kind of Oh, like I don't know. It, it could. I think Layers of Fear Two could be seen as like homage to horror media, but like it does a lot of stuff that kind of just takes from other things. Anyway, so I feel like the art style and the medium, the the sort of uh, the spirit world, is like kind of just taking from its influence. I forget the uh, painter's name, but there's this uh, Polish painter that they that they like took explicitly from, but hmm. they're kind of just like. Bixinki? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
they're kind of just like doing one-to-one stuff with it and like i don't know if how i feel about that i mean like it's interesting like seeing some shots that are like oh this is in this is a painting but it's like is that like influenced or is that just like using his vision i don't know Hmm. it's an it's an interesting dynamic i guess I yeah, think it's it's a cool direction because like, I think of so many horror games as always using Geiger, and Geiger's yeah, awesome. Yeah, sure. But like, it's a cool other kind of surrealistic horror artist. Direct. It's cool mm-hmm. to see someone use someone else if they're gonna rip off someone sure. else. Right. At least a different style. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely true. Yeah, and it, it 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 looks it looks pretty good. Um. So. Yeah. 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 That was one of my main draws was the Bexinki stuff. I was like, ooh, I like this artist. Cool. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, the medium. Check it out on Game Pass. Uh, Oren, do you want to know why I haven't played any Hitman Three this week? Oh God, why? It's the game because of the year. It's, it probably is. Um, I playing it on PC. I got it in the Epic Game Store, and there's like some convoluted bullshit you have to do to transfer over <laughs> your save data from Steam. Um, and to get, I don't even know if it's possible yet to get the Hitman 2 levels, but there's something that's going to be done that's going to make it so I get access to the old Hitman 2 levels, which I already purchased, which I'm supposed to get. And so if I play now, I might not get to keep my progress, which isn't the end of the world, but is like annoying enough to keep me oh. like waiting until it's, so there's a little more clarity. Like, come on guys, sure. maybe, they, maybe they've announced something in the last day or two, but like last time I checked, I was like, this is, this is murky. So I played a bit. But like uh, I'm waiting before I really dig in. Uh, but Can you, I just say, yeah, I was able to transfer my information. Mm-hmm. Um, it took some time, but it is feasible. It is possible. You have to like make an IOI account mm. and then connect your Steam and Epic Games accounts to it, and then that's mm. how you transfer it. It's not clean. I'm not saying it was fine, but it is possible. So if you want okay. to do that. Does It'll that give work. you Hitman so 2 then, levels? It won't give you the levels, but it will give you um, your stats and like all of your okay. you know challenges done and stuff. So once those come in, you'll be fine. Okay, I need to do that then. So right. when Good the game know. comes to Steam in a year, can you transfer it back, or is that gone? I don't gone? think so. I feel like Epic is just making PC gaming like worse. Like they just want to make it like more annoying, eh. and frustrating for <laughs> sure. all of us. That's a, <laughs> I, mean, I hear you. That's a, that's all side conversation, but yeah, it, it yeah. is a pain in the ass for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, there is also some other. Even though I absolutely love Hitman Three, and I can go on and on about how much I love it, um, th- there are. I have been experiencing also more connectivity issues than the first two games, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because their servers are just not equipped to handle mm-hmm. so much. Uh, flow. I also had that problem. So, I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, which is kind of a shame because I think from like a game design perspective and just the levels and the story, it's clearly the best Hitman game of the three. Mm-hmm. But um, but it is kind of annoying how there's just like certain bullshit surrounding the launch. <laughs> but oh well. right, just small hurdles. I don't know. It'll all be I'm sure taken care of in a bit. And if you if you really just want to wait for it to come on Steam, you can do that. But uh, do you have any any more to report, Zach? How are you finding the game? I'm just playing through Hitman One right now because I have oh. yet to fully do that, so I cannot comment. Oh. Okay. I mean, the first Hitman's great. Uh, Sapienza's yeah. straight up, I think, the best video game level of the past ten years <laughs> or something. That level. You said Paris up. wrong. 
Paris. Ooh, Paris is you pronounced Paris, it wrong. Paris said, is really I good, like, but Sapienza is yeah. the, the I like Paris better too. I'm on Team Paris here. Oh, yeah, I'm, Team Paris. But team they're both great. <laughs> they're like the awesome. two best. Yeah. So. Though I will say the new levels are so good. I cannot get mm. enough. Like there's literally this Chongqing level um, that is totally old boy. They just went full old boy with it. <laughs> like there's there's even a like a challenge in the level where if you go around hitting a bunch of dudes with a hammer in a, <laughs> in a complex, you get vengeance, which is like a reference to old boy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just awesome. I just love it. It's such a great game. I just love, I love playing. I, I, I love doing kill everyone runs where I just kill everybody. But I also like runs where I'm just sneaking around and it's, uh, mm-hmm. I can go on. I'm just going to be repeating myself from what I said last week. I just love this game. Fantastic. All right. Have you done suit only silent assassin runs for every level? Not yet, but um, I did tell you that I'm ranked number eight in the world on Mendoza, right? I told you that last week. Have you maintained that rank? Probably, I'm, probably I'm sure not. That... <laughs> I'm probably okay. like number like 70 or something, but yeah. Um, I need to get back on the silent assassin train. I've been kind of just, I'm right now I'm in the phase of my Hitman 3 relationship where I'm just kind of goofing off and just messing around with the NPCs, like mm-hmm. dressing up as like, mansion staff and throwing axes at people and just walking away um yeah throwing vases at people but i need to get back into the Kansas soup yeah i need i need to change up my play style but i'm just feeling the uh screw around playthroughs for now but yeah for sure the thing i I love it i love is is like when you find you really get to the point in the level where you realize that you can get to every point in the level with minimal effort. There's like always like a, a secret shortcut. Like in Paris, there's like some pipes that you can climb up that you can basically yeah. access the whole level. Um, and there's stuff like that, I think, in most of the levels. And when you find that and you're like, have that like, and you didn't look it up, right? When you find it yourself, you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's pretty, it's pretty rewarding. And you start to memorize where all the items are. That's when it, mm-hmm. that's when it becomes, or like where all the surveillance is. You even know just where an NPC will be at a, at a certain time. Um, it just gets wild. It, it, it truly becomes like Groundhog Day, that scene when he's uh, stealing the money and he's like memorizing like when a car is going to pass, when that guy's going to turn around. That's where I'm at mm-hmm. with some of these levels. Where I like know exactly what these NPCs are going to do within the first yeah. two minutes. It's really something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's that's all we got for Hitman Three. Uh, I'm gonna give you a quick World of Warcraft check-in um, because for some reason I'm playing that game still. It's it's here's what I'll say. It's fun. I'm playing with a group of friends. And Kevin is playing with me, and we have a, we play together. And everybody's got a role, and we do these dungeons. And I'm not getting chats right now to join a WoW raid, I guess. But uh, we we play together, and like everybody's you know working in harmony, and it's it's pretty good fun, and it's just a good way to hang out and which is something you can't really do, you know, in person so much right now. Um, and you get weird, fun, social things. The thing that struck me the most is different is I played that game last when like George Bush was president. So like, you know, like 2007 or something. And like back then people were pretty casually homophobic and uh, sexist, and, you know, just kind of shitty, but like nobody really cared. And now there's like these like extremely, 
mm, stupid conversations that go on in the trade channel where people will be talking about how Google is a communist country uh, company and uh, and how they like, just like it's like weird like the polarization <laughs> you see that you it's didn't like the see dumbest before thing that you could <laughs> yeah yeah Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bezos or whatever he's he's a communist a billionaire he's such a Marxist you know? yeah such a Marxist <laughs> um so because I live in LA so I don't really I don't meet a lot of people that openly profess to having those ideas um just, just different ideas than me like in person but and you know everybody's on the the same server from all over the country so it's you get to meet new people and it's kind of weird some of the stuff I've heard but uh I'm having fun Kevin do you have anything you want to say yeah it's been fun it's 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 uh it's a good experience where everyone can play their own classic role-playing game in that regard and that game really emphasizes that in those cooperative instances which is cool it's funny to just like talk to people in a city environment in any context just because i haven't done that in so long now like even though it's in a virtual environment it still it feels pretty social and that's cool because i don't really talk to people outside of my friend circle on the internet really in any uh, in work really that's the only two places so that game I, i'm actually interacting with strangers in a you know i don't know light social context and that's just been weird and interesting and kind of nice um yeah it's still addicting and grinding but whatever i don't know mm-hmm. I'm, i've been having fun with it despite the fact that i've you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> having a tabletop. to say about it for years but yes yeah so, yeah yeah, you know. yeah it's like having a tabletop group basically um that, it's not like the kind of game i want to like admit to people that i'm playing even though I'm <laughs> doing so right now like it's not like your twitter bio no it's it's not i don't feel proud to be playing it i guess Hmm. you should play hitman 3 like hitman 3 i Uh, I wear that with the like a badge i'm like i play hitman 3 do you play hitman 3 yeah (laughs) i'm still playing other games too so sure it's not a sole consumer currently yeah uh you beat control did you want to talk about that i did beat control uh, I have as good of things to say about controls I did when I had only played it for like eight hours. Like it's still awesome, mm-hmm. um, still fun. I think that they, I wanted to like highlight the fact that they really are building a universe in that game in a really cool way. Like in games that even like big, you know, Elder Scrolls or whatever, or Fallout, I never read the text that you find in the world. Like I just don't mm-hmm. really, eh, whatever. This game, I read every single <laughs> thing that I find every tech which I, I guess I'd never do and I feel like it was just well written and the world was so mm-hmm. interesting that they were building that I wanted to read it all and it's mm-hmm. funny because I'm also watching Twin Peaks right now which is also kind of like eh, some similarities I think they're oh, not yeah, like some vibes ex- some similar kind of vibes and I really like that kind of I don't know what even it is control is like such an like I don't know it's such a like abstract game in a, in a lot of visual ways that I think I like even though I'm someone I think like when people talk about um, people who I guess don't play video games all the time or like as much as maybe I do they always are so stunned by things in a spectacle visual way and I feel like I make maybe a little dull to that because I've experienced so much but I felt like control still grabbed me in a visual way on stuff that I that was like wow this is stunning to look at like I'm really impressed by you know the the concepts that they're displaying here um, which mm-hmm. I like I said I really don't feel like I feel a lot so that's cool I definitely want to give it praise for that um and the gameplay is just always fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that game's really good. I think that game has some of the best hidden boss fights. 
just straight up. Yeah. There's like four four or five hidden boss fights that you could totally miss, but they're just when you find them, they're incredible. I'm going back and doing all the side missions and stuff, and there's still two DLCs I have not played yet, so I think there's still yeah, a lot of time for me. I also quite like the main character. She's actually the more you play and kind of find out her stuff, it's very interesting the way that they take that all. It's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Have you? You know, I'm gonna say. Yeah. I feel like the medium to bring it back. I feel like the medium. I don't know when they started development, but they like took from the main character of Control. Oh yeah. Like oh, they right. wanted to make. Uh, mm. a woman character that's like dealing with like supernatural thing. I don't know. When you play it, think about that connection. Okay. See if it's real or not. If I'm not just pulling shit out of my ass. I played Control, but it's been a bit, so I'm not like privy yeah. to all the details at, at the moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check for that. Does she have red hair? Because I was like, hey, a red-haired character. That's, that's like, cool. I don't see that too like often a, in games. <laughs> she's brown, but it's like, I don't know. It's a little red, a little reddish brown. Reddish. <laughs> reddish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. But yeah, Control's been fun. I'm, like I said, I'm still going to play it. Like, that's the game. I'm, every time I play Control, I feel like it's always, like, a good time. I'm always, like, happy mm-hmm. when I play it. It's the kind of game. It's like the world. It's like a universe I want to go visit and hang out in. Because mm-hmm. I just love that kind of setting. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to. I really want to play the uh, next gen upgrade that comes out this you month. Should. I think February. Ooh, so. get that sixty FPS or that that ray tracing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you handle all those rays being traced to your brain? Or <laughs> I don't know if I can. I'm still adjusting to sixty frames per second. It's such a new concept to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, well, this is what things. Once you can try one forty four. Uh, cool. Uh, is anybody else playing anything else they want to talk about before we move on? Oh, uh, really, really quickly. Uh, I played the Gears 5 DLC. Uh, mm, yeah. Busters. I, I got you. I got you. My friends, by the way, I added you back. Yeah. So yeah. We'll play, we sh- we'll play some games sometime. We, we should play it on insane. It was, it was a lot of fun. I I'm think good. I secretly liked, <laughs> I secretly liked the campaign more than the actual campaign. And I already liked that the campaign a lot. Because it was literally mm. just, uh, it reminded me of like Predator or just some like bad oh, yeah. or, or like awesome 80s action movie. You even have like all of the great one-liners. Like, first of all, the story is, it's kind of like a bunch of expendables on a suicide mission. That's basically mm-hmm. what the story is. But every single character. Hive Busters? Hive, yeah, Hive Busters, right? Okay. Yeah. Have you yeah, played yes, it? That's right. Yeah. A little bit. I wasn't, I guess I was not really paying much attention to the story, but I should have. Yeah, it's it's like it, it's the kind of story where every single character is kind of like um an 80s action movie archetype. Like you have like mm. the the main guy who's always saying things like I'm too old for this shit or like yeah. you know, like <laughs> eh, beats at retirement, am I right guys, you know? And I mm. <laughs> I just had such a good time. It was like a 4-hour experience, but it was mm. fun. It was uh, I like what, the fun tropes. The tropes that I like. Like they 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 work in that context, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it also kind of is a testament in a way to like shooter campaigns. I feel like the ideal length for shooter campaigns is about four to five hours, because um, they four start to five hours. I, that's how I feel because I get kind of bored what? of them. I mean, Titanfall two that's a great campaign and it's only like six hours long. So good. Yeah, Doom's better. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, it is a great campaign. I mean, but Doom, Doom is like Doom twelve probably, hours, and I didn't get bored of it. Doom probably is better, but uh, yeah, I do like I do Every like. Time you I said it's the ones. perfect game. You know, I never beat Titanfall two. 
campaign. Yeah. <sighs> Every time I play it, I stop playing it. I, it's not that it's bad. I just, I don't know. Whoa. Yeah. I know, you know right? Like, I'm not trying to cast shade on Titanfall. I just, I don't know what right. it is. I just, it didn't. Are you playing it on console or PC? PC. PC. Okay. Yeah, there's no reason for you not to finish it. But I okay. felt like the enemies are just, like, really easy. They are. Aren't they just, like, yeah. they're just, like, so stupid. I, mean, I just slaughter all of them. Like, it's just, like, like, they just all die. <laughs> it is one of those games. Okay. That's the enemies fun. are like COD enemies, <laughs> you know. They're like Call of Duty enemies, but you're yeah. like you're like Quake's Ranger. You can like jump off walls and just fuck everything up. It just seems That's like the fun. Though. <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, it is fun, but it just felt like it was like this isn't that hard. Maybe I should play on the hardest difficulty. I was playing on the second yeah. hardest difficulty. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should have cranked it up. Play I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to be like I'm amazing. I just felt like it was like I don't know. <laughs> it the, the watch part was cool, but it was spoiled yeah. for me. Everyone talked about it all over the place, so like it yeah. wasn't like. If I had come to it more like fresh and I wasn't expecting it, it would have been a lot more like, whoa. But for me, it was kind of like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it rode a wave of hype to you. So yeah, you had to deal with that. I had so, that trend. So I have a question about the watch thing. Who, who copied whose homework? Dishonored 2 or Titanfall 2? Because they both have the <laughs> same level. Who copied whose yeah, homework? It's, just, it's like one of those things where there's like two spy movies that are both set in Berlin that have like a, you know, climax at the paris uh eiffel tower or something like it's just i think it's just one of those weird coincidences yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. i mean dishonored 2 kind of took it farther i would say mm. or yeah. did more with it i know that's a that might be a big statement but like there's a whole level that's basically two different levels mm. that you have to like work through and like the ai is running simultaneously i mean both are like that actually no i think titanfall 2 they pause their ai i'm not sure but um when you like travel between the different yeah, timelines, they're only in one yeah. of them. Yeah. So, the Dishonored too did a little bit better. I'm just saying. I mean, I think a little bit more in depth is, is a little bit better across the board. Maybe not pacing. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a conversation to be had about like like Titanfall Two is held up because it's such a like it's such a well paced game. Right. But like maybe yeah. it mm -hmm. falters in some other ways. It has you know, a really like, good game feel too. Like so, like it does. Like that that actually is interesting. I think. I had that I didn't realize like that level is really cool like the way that those puzzles happen but the puzzles are linear like you can't do them in a way that, that the game designers didn't exactly have you want like they set everything up for you perfectly when you transition mm -hmm. between the two mm -hmm. worlds like it didn't feel like I did it like it felt like they designed me they set it up for me to do it which was cool in a spectacle way but it wasn't like it didn't feel that meaningful you know what I mean in in Titanfall mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. okay maybe not sure. okay. yeah no right. yeah it was, it was like <laughs> Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I don't know how to explain. Like it, it was like, badass. There wasn't any systems yeah, tied to it. Yeah, it didn't. It was just like you're in a different room now, and you kill these guys, and now you're in a different room, and you kill these guys. Basically, like in terms of how it functioned. Yeah, it was like a linear, cool, scripted kind just, of thing yeah, that looked aesthetically awesome. cool. Yeah, it, yeah, but it didn't. Like, imagine right. if the if that had been a non-linear part of the game, and how you could have like solved that problem like ten different ways. That would have been incredible. Right. Yeah, put that shit right. in prey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, Titanfall 2 wasn't, you know, it isn't an immersive sim. It is right. like right. a Call of Duty shooter. So, you know, I can't fault them too much for that. Yeah. yeah. I think, I guess yeah. that's just why I wasn't as wowed by it. That's like, I guess that's that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I think it didn't hold me as strongly is because it's more, it's more targeting the Call of Duty gameplay with amazing movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And pacing. And just, just like super tight pacing. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, check out Titanfall too. Isn't that on Game Pass now? Am yeah, I am is. I like hallucinating? Yeah, it is. It is the, yeah, the multiplayer is still super fun too. 
Oh, man. It's great. I still think it's a great game, and the guns are awesome, and it plays really nice. No, mm-hmm. no cat, no shade throwing Tartanfall too. Play it. Maybe like a little shade. I'll throw, no. I'll throw a little bit of shade, even though I love it. Even though it was like I, I put it on my game of the year list, whatever years ago. But like, <laughs> like a little shade. It's getting hot. Put some shade on that thing. It's okay. Yeah. It's valid. Uh, I mean, I'll hold you it. Gotta against knock down you, sacred cast. It's fine. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it against <laughs> you just a little bit. I'll, I just I'll, think I'll, there's this like I'll, I'll, thing with pacing that people are like. They hold it up like it is the only thing that games are supposed to do is right. be well paced, sure. and it's like okay, that's like a good thing that games can do, but like that's not the only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. Whatever. Uh, any other games we want to talk about before we move on? I've, I've right. been playing Death Stranding. Uh, I've just been optimizing my zip lines and stuff. Oh. That's all I. That's all Dude, I need to say. I love doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking it's just I don't know. Just There's tell me weird this. Yeah. Uh doesn't that game feel like it was made like it's kind of like a sandbox experience and you can just kind of play it forever? Like yeah. especially with the zip lines and stuff, you can just keep making better paths to do stuff and do faster times and more premium deliveries. I mean like I feel like I I would find an end. It's almost like Hitman. Like that game has so many challenges, you know, and I think Hitman probably is like hundreds of hours more content but yeah death stranding like you can just it's just like yeah today i'm just gonna build these zip lines or today i'm gonna figure out how to like drive up a mountain and like beat this time with this amount of weight in like less than five minutes you know like mm-hmm. yeah there's just so much that you can do um and so much to unlock and yeah i i literally literally the other day i spent seven hours in a row just playing it which was bad um <laughs> But it was, I, I, I was happy. I'm able to yeah. get from the weather station to Hartman's lab really easy. So I'm happy. Yeah, me too. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's all I have to say about that. Cool. Oh, I still got to play that game. Can I tell Aaron to play uh, it? Yeah. Play it. I, I'm glad that people are enjoying it, though. Like, it's it it takes it, it's one of those games. If you, I don't know how much time you have to play games i mean obviously you play games i'm playing world warcraft play so wow apparently have more time than I realize. <laughs> okay you got some time, got time. um <laughs> but like it's a game that you don't necessarily have to like spend a whole bunch of time you could do like one or two orders or whatever mm. in a day and just kind of yeah. wait till later mm-hmm. push it off cool it, it is All right. it is kind yeah. of i guess one my last thought i'll say about death stranding is i think the thing that resonates with me the most about that game is that it's just not a violent game it's just kind of mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know it's like that was for me too i felt like cool it was cool to connect with a protagonist who wasn't just he good at killing people yeah right i, I like all of the games that i play like 95 percent of them i'm killing something right <laughs> so it's kind the of mechanics are murder yeah exactly yeah. I mean, you can yeah. murder. Yeah. It's There's consequences like, for right. it, though. Yeah, right. exactly. But, yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that is going to wrap up our games segment this week. Let's talk about personal wrecks. What do you guys uh, recommend this week? Did you guys bring... Did uh, did you did you know you had to bring a wreck, Zach? I didn't. I did not know. <laughs> let me... <laughs> let me think. Uh, it can be anything first. that you're interested you in. last. Yeah. Anything that's not a video game, I will. Right? Yeah, yeah, go last. Um, okay. I'll, I'll go first. So 
it's kind of a double recommendation and Kevin sent this to me. One of them is a PC gamer article called how Eve online commandos pulled off a suicide mission to save 170 pilots. And it's basically like a short history of an event that happened recently in Eve online. Um, and it's, it's pretty lengthy. It reads like a short story more or less. Uh, and it's, I, it will be linked in the show notes and it, it's without t- saying what happened. It just highlights how Eve online is a game. that's kind of unlike anything else where there's like weird, like historical events that happen that involve sometimes hundreds of thousands of players interacting with one another. And um, there's just really, I can't think of anything else like that. So it's, it's worth a read uh, and I highly recommend it. The thing that I, I just want to mention about that article that I really liked was it reads like it could be like a sci-fi story, like, 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 you know, events. And then it also has this uniquely video game element to it that would never be in a sci-fi story that I really think is just amazing. Like it's like the two things about those and the player story stuff. It's all it's all it's just awesome. So it's definitely worth a read if you if you have some time to read a little. It's not like that long. It take like 15 minutes mm-hmm. to read it maybe. Yeah, it's longer than than most PC gamer articles, I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, uh and, and to add on to that, I also recommend uh, I believe it's called Empires of Eve, which is a book that sort of chronicles the first 4 years of Eve Online's um called Empires of Eve, A History of the Great Wars of Eve Online. And it chronicles the first four years of the game and some of the early alliances and stuff and the history of the game. It's it's a good read. It's it's reasonably well-written. And um, it's like, I'm waiting for like some anthropologists to do like ethnographies for like Eve corporations. Like, I think that'll be pretty interesting. But until we get that, that's, that's as close as you're going to get. It's so fucked up. It's like another world. Like mm-hmm. there's just, <laughs> there's yeah. another world that all this history is happening. That's ridiculous. And like you can't know because like it's not scripted. It just it was literal events. Yeah, and it's and happened and it's gone. You know what's cool about it too, in a way, is that like it plays out almost like real world events in a in a, in a cool way, in a scary way. That like both sides will say they won. There's all this propaganda yeah. being pushed out, and it's just like oh my God. It's, yeah, it's trippy. It's wild. <clears throat> Oren, what what do you uh what do you got for this week? Um, so I'm kind of uh, cheating a little bit because I actually have not watched this movie yet, but what? I, I know I'm recommending something I haven't watched, but I'm going to watch it today. But I really like the director. His name's Ramin Brani, and he just uh, released a movie on Netflix called The White Tiger. Um, I've been following his movies for a while. He kind of started out as this hardcore New York indie filmmaker who made these films like Chop Shop, Man Push Cart, Goodbye Solo, and they were always these movies that cast casted just like uh, um, uh, non-actors in movies um, about kind of people struggling with pov- poverty in, in uh, the United States. And I just think his stuff is really interesting, hmm. and, he, and this new movie, The White Tiger, has been getting good reviews. Uh, I don't really know too much about about it, but I always support his work, so give it a watch. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it sounds good. Is his style kind of like Italian neorealist? Yeah, that's kind of, of that's kind yeah. of his thing. Like uh, A.O. Scott of the New York Times wrote an article way back in like 2008 calling uh, calling for like American neorealism and how there's like mm-hmm. this new wave of filmmakers like Kelly Reichardt. And Ramin Barani, um, really those two. Um, Sean Baker's another one. Uh, just these uh, filmmakers who are making these low-budget American films, kind of about um, 
the fail the failure of American capitalism, so to, so to speak, and show, showing these incredible uh, class disparities that are happening in America. And I just think uh, he makes really interesting stuff. So um, check out his stuff. And, and and if you haven't had the chance to watch his early stuff, I highly recommend Man Push Cart, uh, Chop Shop. Um, and Goodbye Solo. Those are his first three movies, and they're all amazing uh, low-budget movies. Do you know cool. if those are on Netflix? Oh, I shouldn't. I, I believe Man Push Card might be on Netflix, but I'm not oh. 100% sure. Um, Chop Shop is kind of interesting because um, there's uh, there's this Mets stadium. Mets Stadium in New York City is surrounded by these incredibly... Uh, poor auto repair shops and if you go there it's kind of wild because you'll just see like met stadium city field and then like mm-hmm. the moment you walk out of city field you see these auto repair shops and this is it's this whole district and that that movie takes place in that district and it's fascinating is, that is it yeah flushing um yeah yeah it's it's uh, fun fact to it, it actually inspired a documentary I made at NYU too. So, fun fact. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, Kevin, what do you got for us? Uh, mine is maybe a little bit cheating, but I think it still works. Uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. So last time I recommended <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks. Now I'm recommending Twin Peaks: The so Return because good. I've continued on watching uh. it. Um, right. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers on it, but I will say I think they've done a great job of establishing their own identity with this new re- re- no, reboot or whatever you want to call it, new mm-hmm. season. Um, if I think of like the way that they'll bring stuff back, they'll often have this like old characters pass a torch on to younger characters kind of trope. And like the characters that they're passing it on to are just like these archetypes. They're like the, exactly the same character as the older characters. It's like I'm thinking of Star Wars or other things. I'm kind of like... I, I just have no interest in that. So I think that the way they've handled this show has been really, really well done. It doesn't even have that thing. And it's it just, I don't know. I think this is how you make a continuation of something. You don't only do the old stuff. You do new stuff too. You do, And then kind of mix them together in this wonderful way that, that they're doing, that David Lynch and the team have been doing it with this show. So love it. It's, it's, it's good and lynchy and weird as you've ever wanted it to be too. So still uh, creepy too. Hmm. Well, without awesome. spoiling anything, I love what they do with Agent Cooper's character. Mm. I, I think that's like mm. a perfect example of subverting what you thought. He drinks you tea know. now. Uh, yeah. No, no, no just, just, you just gotta watch. He hates it. cherry pies. Like fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, pumpkin it, pie. It's just so. I, I'm really excited that you're watching that, Kevin. That's like that. That's like kind of in competition for like my favorite tv show so it's up yeah, there i love it i also watched just a just to say i watched the movie um I oh fire walk, walk with me, me. Fire walk and with um me. and that was I, oh you reading, watched that i watched it and i liked it um and it was interesting uh. to read that people when it came out really didn't like it and some of the actors weren't in it because of how bad season two went they felt like and this mm. those filler episodes and david lynch leaving so i thought that was interesting and i think i liked fire walk with me i thought it, it aged pretty well it was very like dark like it was kind of darker than the show was it's like a very lot, totally yeah. different piece yeah of, it was of like like oh this is this is hard it's hard to watch at times um right but i what i wish i had known and if you haven't watched it there's like there's like an extended kind of cut a bunch of scenes out for that movie that like make the movie make much more sense because like i watched the movie and there's like a lot of questions that they don't answer in the movie and i was kind of like well is this 
did they ever answer these questions? Will they be answered the new season? I don't know, but th- there is like an hour of footage that was cut that you can watch. I think it's on YouTube and elsewhere. Just an FYI. Wait, it's not like the DVD collector's edition. It might, it might be. I'm not sure, but you can find this stuff on the internet as well. It's on did you the watch uh, that? Criterion. Okay. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, do they have a full cut where you can watch the movie with those scenes, or they only have them cut out? Oh, that's interesting. Because um, I would like to see uh, the full, cu- the whole movie cut. I don't know if they ever did that. Right. I think it was just separated. Like, like you watched the hour of deleted of scenes. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Hmm. Okay. I haven't seen those yet, but I'm going to watch them. Apparently, mm-hmm. they're important too for even the new season. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's kind. Cool. It's kind of wild to uh, how much. Because David Lynch, he's so revered and everyone loves him, but a lot of his movies yeah. um, do kind of, they, they've just, a lot of what he's created has gone through so much production turmoil. I mean, M- Mulholland Drive, literally the first mm-hmm. half of that movie is a TV pilot, and then right. the rest of it is like, he just like shot it and made it into, into a movie. So Wow. It, I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen clips of it. I've seen bits of it i haven't seen Mulholland drive i saw parts of it with, with joey years oh ago God. i know trust me i know Mulholland drive my, Mulholland drive is watch. like one of the best ever I know. yeah it's so good i've seen clips from it and it was the first thing i've ever seen from david lynch and i was like what is this this is one of the weirdest and creepiest like things i've seen because it's so surreal and i hadn't seen anything like that but yeah anyways hmm. yeah right. i don't know i think that Sometimes I think that's my favorite thing he's done, but then I think about Twin Peaks: The Return and Blue Velvet. It's really hard to pick. It's hard to pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, all right, Zach, do you, do you feel like you do you feel like you've got oh, something shit. for us? Sheesh. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> I don't. I have, ugh. like I I've only been playing games really recently. Um, do you use like a brand of peanut butter that you liked recently? Yeah. What's your favorite uh, bubbly me? water? Yeah, pe- peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter? I'm a GIF guy. Um, mm. like it's it pronounced just, GIF it or spreads... GIF? Piss off. Piss <laughs> off. There's a J in there. <laughs> um, yeah, GIF. Uh, I like GIF brand. too, actually. Re- re- it spreads so good. Like the Skippy, mm. it's too, I don't know. It doesn't, it takes more effort and it like makes the bread all like rip off and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know. I agree. Completely, actually. <laughs> Thank you. GIF is the one. Um, GIF is the best. No, uh, I've just been like watching Breaking Bad for the first time. Nice. Um, mm. And that's that's pretty good. Um, I watched The Queen's Gambit. That was that was decent. Um, I don't know if I would put it on your recommended section. Um, I don't know if it's that quality. Mm. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I guess the Before series. The Before series of movies. People are listening oh, yeah. and watch those. Watch those damn movies. Oh, are you talking about the Richard There's... Linklater movies? Yes. Uh, those yes. are yeah. so good. Uh, oh, I love them. They're, yeah. they're like the most romantic movies. I love them so much. And then the last one is the most just fucking, not depraved, but <laughs> depressed. It's just like, oh, <laughs> this is what my parents did. Like, that's what it makes me think about. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, God damn. That's just, that's sad. But yeah, watch the before. Before sunrise before sunset before midnight people write it down uh, they're not really streaming anywhere though no, so good annoying. luck yeah <laughs> so maybe the criterion channel Amazon. oh yeah they are the yeah. criterion is a really nice box set that i was thinking about getting oh, yeah. i got that hmm. yeah Ooh, 
get it. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny though. I really loved Before Midnight. I think it's great, but I kind of I kind of just like watching the first two and not watching the mm-hmm. third one. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I think like the third might be like my favorite, and maybe I'm just a sad person. But like <laughs> just seeing, just seeing how these two people, like people, people listening, if you want to see two people who like know each other's insecurities and like have lived with each other long enough to like have these resentments bubble up so organically, like watch that movie, right? Because mm. it's, mwah, mwah, you want to see people tear each other apart, mwah. right? Yeah, uh. so good. You, you know yeah, what? Speaking of Criterion Collection, like uh, there's and and romance in general, uh, Wong Kar, there's a new Wong Kar Wai box set that has all of his movies. I highly recommend mm. that. I was actually thinking about buying it. It has like Chunking Express, In the Mood for Love, Fallen Angels, mm. um, all those great movies. So if you're if you're a if if you're a romantic like me, you'll think about getting those movies. But wait for the Barnes and Noble sale, right? right. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Instead of paying hundred and eighty dollars for like a bunch oh, of DVDs for the Criterion, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's it's hard to justify. It's hard to justify the space on my shelf. Um, I've yeah. given a, a rather substantial amount of shelf space to books, but physical DVDs, Blu-rays. Um, I had those under the bed. <laughs> What? Like it's a porn collection? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Damn it. It's just like, where am I going to put it? I just don't have a spot for it. Uh, but uh, all right. Well, Zach, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was cool just hanging out. I'm sorry my internet's shit, but um, hopefully it wasn't too much of a problem. And yeah, thank you for listening, people listening. Uh, have a Have a good life. Yeah, uh, check out Zach's <laughs> YouTube channel, Zach Frazier. Uh, link in the description. And um, yeah, I think that's all we got. Oh, Madden, we love you. We love you, Madden. Uh, Madden, Madden thank you. produced our uh, theme song, and uh, is is a a pretty awesome person in general. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. I think in two weeks with Resident Evil Long Jump episode and and a regular regularly special uh, scheduled content. Adios. Bye.